Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. It's our Super Spring Preview. We've got several mocks joining us today, including cross-country and track and field coach Andy Meyer, women's tennis coach Chad Camper, and women's tennis player Jesse Young. We'll start things off this week with women's soccer coach Gavin McKinney. The mocks take to the pitch February 26th against North Alabama. They begin Southern Conference play March 5th, hosting Samford. Here's Gavin McKinney. Let's start first with his schedule. You get the one tune-up game against North Alabama, and then it's right into Southern Conference play. Um, how different is it this year? And not only putting this schedule together during a during a pandemic, but trying to play during these conditions. Uh, well, first, I just think we're excited to play. It's been well over a year since we've we've had a competitive match, so um, I just think we're ready to get back out there. Now we we do have. Um, New news, our first game will actually be against the University of Kentucky on February 20th um, at the University of Kentucky. So we will get two matches before we play the first conference match against Sanford. How did the game against Kentucky come come about? Uh, Just their staff reached out looking for a game and we we were able to work it out. And um, look, we we always want competitive matches and um, it certainly will be a really tough one for us and we're excited for it. What kind of uh, what kind of protocols do they have in place in regards to testing and things like that before you guys can get on the field? Yeah, they've sent all of their protocols to us, so our sports medicine staff will be familiar with them. And they played this fall, um, and they got their regular season in and their conference tournament in, so they had some success there. Um, so look, we'll, we'll just do things from our end, and before we play them, we'll, we'll have the kids tested and. Um, follow whatever we need to to get the gaming because because we want games. Let's talk about the Southern Conference here for a minute. You guys start uh, on Friday, uh, March the 5th against Samford. But a little bit about the Southern Conference and, and how it kind of stacks up. Yeah, well, that's a tough one to start with. Samford is uh, the six-time regular season champions. So they've had a long run of success in the league. Um, and it's it's a big game for us. We get them at home and Obviously, both teams will want three points in that opener, so um, we're we're looking forward to playing them. And then it and then it just gets difficult as it goes along. I think the league has gotten better and better over the last five years. There was, I believe, um, six of us that were in the top 150 of the RPI. So it's it's going to be competitive. You've got a lot of games in a month period, and uh, again, a long break for all of us. So it's going to be an interesting um, month or so. That's for sure. Tell us a little bit about your um, uh, about your squad. Now you you seem to have a nice mix between your your senior class um, or your upperclassmen, I should say, and your underclassmen. But just kind of a little bit about this team right now. Yeah, I think the most important thing is they're they're a humble, hardworking group, and that's what it's all about for us. So we enjoy working with them every single day. Um, They come out to the pitch, they compete, they have fun, Um, even when the work is really hard. um, Hopefully that's still fun for them, but um, they're a great group. We like working with them and we're we're looking forward to the the conference play and those two non-leagues coming up soon. I've asked you about this before, but it's one of those things that just stands out so much when you start looking at your roster is the number of Tennessee kids that you have. 
how much better is high school soccer in the state of Tennessee? How much better is it getting uh, compared to say where it was, I don't know, a decade ago even? Yeah. And, and it's amazing to think now, but I've been a coach in this state for over a decade now. Um, and, and there's always been for me, top players in the state of Tennessee. And um, it's a huge reason why our roster is, is filled with, with kids from this state. We, we want to recruit at home and um, we'll continue to do so. We've, we've been competitive bringing in the players that we have. And obviously there's a next level that we need to get to as a program. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing. And the, the players from the state of Tennessee are a huge part of that. What's the strength of your um, What's the strength of your team right now in your eyes? Um, look, I would say the the unity, the togetherness of the group, kind of cliche things, but I think any good team is is a group that actually enjoys being together and working together, and I think this group has that, and, and that's the the most important thing first and foremost, and um, hopefully by by pushing them on the pitch every day, the rest will take care of itself. Now, you lost Holly Massey from last year uh, and Bailey Gale, who were your top two scorers, correct? I believe so, yep. Uh, so how do you go about it? I mean, that's, that's you know, 22 goals between those two. Uh, how do you go about replacing that? Yeah, look, I think we've got a lot of quality in the current team. So um, we think up front and in the center of the park, those are two really competitive areas for us. And we've got players battling every day at training to prove to us that they need to be on the pitch come that first match. And um, I think by committee, we'll, we'll find goals. We'll have players create for us. Um, yeah, I think it, go, it goes on for us. Um, of course, Bailey being a senior last year, and she was a huge part of the program for four years. Um, phenomenal kid, um, as was Anna Moore, as was Jordan Mueller, Molly Miller. Those seniors that we had were, were hugely important players for us over their four years, important people for us. Um, they'll 100% be missed. But in regards to the quality on the pitch, uh, I think we have good players and um, they'll continue to get better and develop during their time with us. How would you describe your style of play for someone that hasn't seen Chattanooga soccer before? How would you describe it to them? Hopefully it's an attractive style um, if you come out to watch us. So we, we want the ball. So possession is valued. Um, when we have it, we want to keep it. We want to connect passes with the intent of going forward. When we lose it, we want to press to win it back straight away. So in regards to the possession stats, um, typically we're, we're near the top of the Southern Conference. So, um, yeah, I think it's an attractive style. It's the way I like to see football being played. And I think the, the kids enjoy playing that way. Tell me about your goalies now, because both of them come back, both Ashton Shields and Abby Sadler, uh, are back this year. So a little bit about what you expect um, out of the goalie position. Yeah, and we have um, Sidney Weinstein, who's a freshman, who's who's trained really well. So a uh, competitive position. I mentioned the center of the park and the strikers being really competitive. I think it's all over the park for us um, in regards to competition. But, yeah, the keepers are great. They, they like everybody else, they come to training every day wanting to, to improve themselves and show well in our small-sided games and our finishing activities. And um, Abby and Ashton both had really good seasons last year. We split them in a lot of games um, because they, they both have 
great attributes that they offer the team. And sometimes we felt different games call for a different keeper, but um, yeah, three really competitive keepers and um, we're, we're lucky to have them. How many freshmen do you expect to contribute? Um, I think they'll all contribute in their own way. Um, they're all big parts of, of the team and of the squad. And, um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a couple that will impact it um, on the pitch early on. Um, we typically do always have a few freshmen that, that work their way into the team and do really well. If you look at the SoCon, um, all freshman team selections over the last several years, we've had a good numbered name to that. So um, if, if young players come in and they do well within the training, we'll give them the opportunity to show what they're all about come games. I'm only counting three. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we, well, we've got Sydney in the goal. We've, we have um, Aoi Yamada, who's a transfer, but she's a first-year player with us from Japan. Emily Sanchez. Um, and then we've, we had one transfer out at Christmas time and another that is opting out. Okay. You're going to help me with the name again uh, on the um... – with the with the young lady that has come over from is it Japan? Yes, Al Yamada. Al Yamada. Yes. Now, how did you get her to Chattanooga? Um, well, look, it's a funny story how the recruiting world works. I and mean, there's there's a player in our league who's from Japan who's quite a good player who plays for the Citadel, and um, so you're starting to see players come across um, to go to college and. and whether it's Division One, Division Two, even uh, Division Three and NAI, you've got Japanese players playing throughout the divisions. Um, and we ended up having a contact who who knew Al, my assistant coach, Martin Blankley, his former college roommate, actually, um, was working with the company that she was involved with. So we were we were lucky that she decided to come over and play for us. She's she's a really good player and, and a phenomenal person. So uh, we're excited to see what the future holds for her over the next few years. How is her English? It's improved so much over that fall semester. She, she took care of business in the classroom and she's, she's learning every single day. And our academic staff is great. They've got, they've got people that will help her. And um, obviously being around her teammates, um, speaking with them and communicating with them. I recommended at one point in time that she watches movies on Netflix and <laughs> doing anything she can to try and learn the language and, I guess she's dedicated to doing it. It's, I couldn't imagine personally going to a new country, not knowing the language um, and having to learn during a pandemic of all things, you know, which, which makes it even tougher. So the amount of respect I have for Al and how brave she is as a person is off the charts for me. How much have you guys been able to be together now? I mean, you had, I know the fall semester obviously was, was kind of strange the way it went down and then you get the long break for the holiday. And then now you guys are back to start 2021, but um, how much time have you guys had to, to be together? It's, it's the same this spring. We, we train. Um, if we do meet, it's, it's via zoom. So we're, we're being really cautious with what we do. So if somebody does happen to get it, that the whole team isn't being quarantined, you know? So uh, we're trying to keep as many people on the pitch as we can and uh, keep the group healthy altogether. 
you talk about starting the season against Kentucky, how going up against a school from a power five conference, let alone one from the sec. We just talked about most of your girls are from the state of Tennessee and uh, just about all of them are from at least the Southeast. Is that a big deal for them to, to get that challenge of being able to go and, and play a, a, you know, a team from a power five conference in the sec? Yeah, I think they certainly look forward to it. You know, um, We've, we've played power five schools in the past and it's, it's definitely games that they want. If I were to ask the squad, Hey, do you want to play um, this team? Unanimously, they would say yes. Every single time they want the challenge. They, they want to get out and play competitive games. And, and look, again, I said, I said it at the start, we, we just want games right now. We've not played in so long. Um, if I could play five more power fives before we hit the SOCON play, I would, um, we, we want to get out there. We want to compete. We want to do what we love. Coach, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll talk again before uh, before this season's over. Perfect. Thank you so much. Chad Camper is the UTC women's tennis coach, and his mocks have already started competing. You can find out more on how they're doing by visiting gomox.com. Chad Camper is our next guest this week on Mocks on the Mic. Coach, appreciate the time. As always, good to visit with you. Let's let's talk a little bit first about your schedule because we we've kind of gone through this with um, just about everybody that's playing this winter, this spring, if you will, and just just kind of the challenges that you ran into in trying to get this schedule put together. Yeah, I kind of compared it to when you were a little kid growing up and you'd go to your buddy's house and ask them if they wanted to play. And then they'd say to their mom, mom, can I go out and play? And then you'd go out and play. And that's kind of how it is. Like we have our schedule together and then we're, we're testing, you know, making sure people are negative. And if there's any hiccups, we're running around trying to find someone else to maybe play to, to, to find that spot. But uh, coaches are really working together to make sure we're creating a good experience for the players and packing the schedule as much as we can. Tell us a little bit about the fall. What were you guys able to get done in the fall of 2020? Yeah, we, we had um, three fall tournaments. We had four planned. Unfortunately, we did have to, to back out of one of them, but we've got to play in three and, you know, 320 Division One programs in, in America, uh, only about 40 played in the fall. And, and we played three, which to my count was probably tied to the most of about five or six other teams in the country. So we were pleased and we played well, got to host a great tournament. So we, we were excited. It might be one of the best falls I've ever had. I think you guys have I've said this before. I think you guys have a it's it's a it's a gorgeous little facility there. And I think it's really striking when you you come around the corner around the arena. And that's kind of the first thing you see is that big Chattanooga tennis sign. I, I think that's uh, I think it's impressive. Rate how you guys did this fall. You scale one to 10, I'm a one to 10 kind of guy, you know, I think performance wise, probably an eight. I mean, I had a couple players get, get hurt or, or a little banged up. So that would have been better, but I would say an eight, but you're right. It's a beautiful facility. I probably get somebody make that comment to me once a week and I'll take them as much as I can. Who stood out in the fall? Ooh, Jesse Young, who's, who, uh, been playing one for me always has great tournaments, kind of player that plays probably better in matches than practice, which is, which is obviously what you want. Uh, our doubles have been strong. Emma Van He, who is a um, senior this year from Belgium. I mean, she's kind of played in singles at the bottom of the lineup quite a bit and more at the top of the lineup now playing a little more of the two spot and winning. 
So in a leader of the team, but they're all, they're all coming around and, and I got nine players and all nine know how to play some really high level college tennis. Tell me a little bit about Jesse Young. I know she's, um, she played last spring for you, right? Correct. Yeah. Came in as a freshman and, and played number one immediately, which is really rare uh, for a woman to come in and just take the one spot and did well in doubles with Bogdana, another uh, senior this year from Ukraine. And, but kind of girl that you, that just gets it, you know, understands what college tennis is, gets excited for her teammates, winning for her school, knowing that that power C logo means something to her and really realizing what the program is. And I think every coach in the country and every sport, once your players really dialed into the program and she really gets it. And uh, for, fortunately we also get her sister uh, next year who is already signed and everything with us. So we get her sister JD and we're excited about. Your roster looks like the United. You looks like the United Nations. I mean, you've got Sweden represented. You've got um, Kazakhstan is represented. Little Rock, Arkansas, Belgium, Ukraine. They come from all over. How tough is it to to meld a team like that when you're pulling them from every corner of the globe almost? That's a great question. I think sometimes. It works or it doesn't extreme measures. And I think it's the player's mentality. Like how I, I find it fascinating to learn about, you know, Polina Galpotova from Kazakhstan. I find her culture amazing. And I've been studying a little bit about Ukraine in the 1920s with the Soviet Union. Like and I, their, their stories they tell are remarkable. But, you know, as a college coach, I, I get the best players I can throughout the world. Um, yeah, obviously we have Grace Sandunen from Memphis, Tennessee, and we have, you know, Emma Van He from Belgium. So I do the best I can to, to get them uh, wherever they are in the world. But to, to really, I don't know, enjoy each other's differences and, and really learn about each other. It's, it's magnificent. It's never a boring van ride, I'll tell you that. In some ways, it, it makes you realize that kids are kids no matter where they are, doesn't it? Yeah, even though they have unbelievably different backgrounds and, and ways they may have came here to Chattanooga and played, uh, yeah, they are just – they are just kids. And, and I think with this, you know, COVID era, I'd like for my players to leave, you know, years from now when someone said, Hey, you played college tennis during COVID and them say, yeah, COVID really sucks, but you know, like, but we had a good time, but we had a good experience, but we had fun van rides. Like, I think that's really the um, something I'm really working hard towards. And they, they look back at their college years and, and they had a great experience, no matter if it was the COVID era or not. Tennis is interesting. It's and I've I've had this conversation before with with your counterpart uh, over on the men's side. I've had it with with Kyle uh, with with wrestling. In that you guys are team sports, but yet you're also an individual sport as well. During yeah. This pandemic ahead, that we've been, no, during this pandemic that we've been dealing with, has that made it more difficult to try to build a team? mentality i would i can only speak for my program but it's brought them closer together i think you know they're not um in-person classes as much so i think the socialization's a little more in practice a little more in the locker room i think they really are excited about seeing one another a little more often now than, than they might have been you know before the the COVID era so i i think for the players to really having that team um, dynamic and they're leaning on each other a little more now that I've probably seen this time of year. We're going to visit with Jesse in a minute. You've talked about how good she is. I want to know how good can she be? What's the ceiling for her? Well, 
the ceiling doesn't ever stop till she stops learning or she graduates from, you know, Chattanooga. I mean, we've really developed a serve as a weapon a backhand as a weapon, uh, her volleys. I mean, she, a lot of things come very natural. Her mom was a college tennis player. I mean, tennis, her whole family plays tennis. It runs through their, their blood, but uh, that's someone that I could think really is that she continues to develop. She's going to knock off some top players and really make a name for herself and, you know, in hopes that she'll be one of the best players that, University of Tennessee at Chattanooga has ever seen, not for me, but just for the program and those that will come after her. What do you feel like is the strength of this squad right now? I think it's probably in my 10 years of coaching, one of the closest knit teams. And I think they, they're really there for each other on and off the court in the stands. I mean, we got girls that aren't in the lineup cheering for each other. That's hard. That's difficult. You know, when, you, when you're not in the lineup, not strong enough, but you're, you're still cheering your heart. Uh, hard eye. I think I give actually Grace Ann Dunn of it um, from Memphis on our team. Great student, uh, probably one of the better teammates I've had in my 10 years. And we can't do things without her either. Everyone's important and they all know they're important. And those are, those are big factors, especially here at the end of January. So what kind of concerns do you have? Uh, I don't really live that way. I live a week at a time. And I think we have a great athletic department. We have great, great people. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the country and, and I don't really let maybe other conferences or other schools, what I might be hearing, or we just focus on the team and, and building and creating a great experience. And I don't really worry. I don't know. I guess I'm a dad. So I worry in that realm, but I don't really worry. I, I believe in my program and my university. From a depth standpoint, do you feel like you have enough of it right now? Or is that still something you're, you're trying to develop? I feel like every coach thinks that they need, you know, more depth and better, better players. Uh, I think the key, team chemistry was something the last three years that I felt was real important that we have now, but the, the depth is there. Um, it's just, can we bring it along between now and conference? Can we pick up the things we need to do? We have a new player from Sweden who just got here like 10 days ago. You know, can she pick up on the team, the team aspect, college tennis, the, all the rules that are a little bit different than junior. Like, can she pick that up in time? Is communication a challenge for you guys? No, I'm, I'm, that's probably one of my strengths, at least, is knowing my players. I, can, I always joke to them. I can tell by the way they come into the tennis facility if they're going to have a good practice or not. And I, I can kind of tell what they need and, and, and what we need to talk about. But it's a close-knit relationship. It's a good coach-player relationship, player-player relationship. So um, I think all of us knowing what we expect from one another and how we're going to do it, I think that's the utmost part um, – utmost important part of the program at the time of this taping you guys are already off to a one and oh starts you've got a, a a victory over ut martin you you were able to play that one at home um first off kind of recap that for us a little bit and and tell us a little bit about what you saw yeah hats off to ut martin i mean it was their fourth match of the year and our first and they're probably a little better outdoor team and we played them outside at our facility so we had some things i don't want to say at a disadvantage but probably just not in our favor and uh, we came out we lost a doubles point which you know is something we've we rarely lose we're, we're pretty dominant in doubles and the girls didn't do anything wrong and and that's where 10 years of coaching and being a little older i brought them in after losing the doubles point it was like hey we didn't do anything wrong they played some good tennis like we got six singles matches let's do it and the maturity kicked in and and we took care of business on the courts even the other match we lost i thought we we played well we did what we needed to do but just the leadership of of you know Emma Van He went into the two spot Polina Galapotova who was at the three spot who hadn't who was injured most of the fall um, came out and just had a dominating win Caroline Gibbons from Little Rock won at six so just six women um, 
playing a, you know, playing their hearts out with three of their teammates cheering them on. I mean, that's that's a tough program to beat. So how do you determine who your six singles are going into competition? <laughs> it changes every hour, I feel like, sometimes. I'm like, ooh, maybe that player. And then I turn around and it's like – and um, then I turn around and I'm like, well, maybe it's this player. But, you know, it's who you have confidence in. Sometimes it's indoor or out, what kind of style the other team plays. But uh, sometimes a, a girl may not be in that lineup today, and we have that conversation and, and knowing that she's very important and, and that her her time's coming up. But – that's probably one of the harder decisions you make. And I've lost some because of that. And I've won some because of that. How much difference is there in playing indoor versus outdoor? Yeah, quite a bit. And indoor, uh, the ball's faster because uh, the ball hits. It doesn't go up as high. So it's a little quicker game. And I, I don't know if we're more of an indoor team or outdoor team. I definitely have some players that are better in or better out. But um, you got to be good no matter what. No matter what surface you're on, no matter what you're you're doing, like you got to be able to win if it's windy or if you're inside. And so we, we practice quite a bit indoor and outside. So we we like to be good at, at both surfaces. Before we let you go, tell us a little bit about the Southern Conference and and how this conference is is shaping up in in women's tennis. You know, I've been coaching 10 years, and this is one of the strongest conferences through and through. You can't take anyone lightly. Everybody's good. Everybody's strong. Everybody's tough. Everyone's well coached. And, uh, I mean, Furman's always uh, a dominant team, and, and, and ETSU always does well. It's always in a scramble, that three, four, five, six spot. But, you know, with this COVID era, it's anyone's game. It's, it's what coach can manage this madness and, and keep their team motivated and healthy. And I don't mean healthy in a COVID way. I mean healthy just injury-wise. And, and that's the play and a lot of luck. And I think I speak for every other sport and what, what coach is able to pull those things off. And I think we're right up there. Uh, I mean, I, I think we could, we could do a lot of damage and, and just, but a week at a time, really just a practice at a time. I think never in my career have I really just focused on that hour and a half, two hour practice. Uh, so focused on that and not worried about maybe even the next day as I am now. Coach, appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. One of our favorite things to do on Mox on the Mic is to visit with student athletes. Jesse Young is a freshman from Canton, Georgia. She's off to a great start with UTC tennis, and she was kind enough to make a little bit of time for us between classes and practice. Here's Jesse Young on Mox on the Mic. Jesse, let's um, let's just hop into it. Tell us a little bit about how you chose Chattanooga. Why why did you want to come here? Um, I was looking at my top two choices were UNC Charlotte and um, Chattanooga. And Chattanooga is a way better town to me than Charlotte is. I looked at um, a couple other schools that weren't in the city and I really wanted to be in the city. And I also, the our coach is really awesome. And that was a big factor for me as moving to or choosing Chattanooga. So you could pretty much be like the uh, president of the Chamber of Commerce with that uh, that kind of a sales pitch about the city of Chattanooga right now. <laughs> <laughs> you may you may have a career once you're finished playing uh, tennis at UTC. Speaking of that, uh, Dean's List honor roll student, uh, you've had some success in the classroom as well. What are you majoring in? Um, right now, biology. What do you want to do with it once you're finished? Um, I'm trying to become a PA, a physician's assistant after college. So that's why I chose biology. How tough was it to come from, and you were a, a successful 
tennis player in high school. You had a lot of success in the state of Georgia and, and around recognized around the Southeast. How tough was it to go from playing in high school to playing in college? How, how rough was that, that freshman year? Uh, or was there, you did really well, but how rough was it adjusting to that step up in competition? Um, well, actually, I only played high school tennis for one, well, I guess for all four years, but my last year, my senior year, I, I like decided I want to go to public school. So that was way different than my private school, because I had already known, like, at my private school, we had the same group of people, and they all went to my academy. So it was like the same people. But when I moved to public school, it was more I was playing different people of all levels. So I guess that was a big thing for me in high school. Transitioning into college, I really didn't have anything big that stood out to me that I needed to change. Um, I guess more of it's not individual anymore like it was in juniors. Um, it's more of like a team, like you're doing it for your team, not only for yourself. So I feel like that was probably the biggest transition for me. Do you like that, that team aspect? Oh, yes. It's much better than trying to do it by yourself. You come from a tennis family. Your your mom played tennis at Georgia State. Yeah. Your dad played at Georgia State and Furman. Was it always just a given for you that you were going to play tennis growing up and that you would one day go play college tennis? Um. Yes and no. I feel like growing up I played a lot of different sports. I played soccer for a while. I also played basketball, lacrosse. I did um, – swimming for a little for almost I want to say like seven years but I chose tennis at like the age of I want to say 10 or 11 um and that just so happens that my parents both play and like also my grandparents play on both sides <laughs> and my aunt and uncles play <laughs> so yeah I would say it was really a given I kind of chose that way but I grew up around it so it was easy easier for me to choose that route. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like, I mean, you talk about tennis running in the family. I mean, it legitimately runs in your family. Right. Yes. <laughs> now you have a younger sister who plays as well, right? Yes. She's coming to UTC in the fall. So who's better? <laughs> um, I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> That's not the big sister answer. <laughs> no she's really good she's very good tell us a little bit about the schedule that you guys have uh coming up you guys already have uh, one win as we record this over over ut martin you may have another one by the time it uh by the time it comes out but a little bit about not just the schedule jesse but for you guys to actually be back on out on the court again playing uh how much fun has that been um, it's been really nice because I know that a lot of schools aren't playing and they have a lot of like um, regulations. Some are only doing conference only um, and some aren't even playing at all. But so far we have a lot of matches scheduled. I think it's around 16 or 17 and, for the entire spring. So that's a good amount, which we're, we're really lucky to be able to do that. Jesse, thank you. We will definitely do this again. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're going to wrap things up this week with Andy Meyer from the cross country and track and field teams. Coach Meyer was able to compete some in the fall and we'll get started with a quick recap. I want to start with a kind of a look back at, at cross country season back in the fall. How much were you guys able to compete 
in October and November? Um, we got uh, basically two meets in. Um, we um, did a, a prep race, and then we had the uh, conference championship. Um, they they kind of threw everybody a curve. Uh, when the NCA uh, said they were moving cross country to the fall, you know, the, the conference went with that. Um, and then, gosh, I think it was the second or third week in September, we got notice that the conference had decided there was going to be too many fall sports. So they basically gave everybody an eight week uh, time period to get your kids ready, um, get a meet in and then run the conference championship. So, you know, uh, coming into the season, in, in August, we thought we were going to have a season. And then in early September, we found out that we weren't. And then mid-September, we found out we were. So, um, you know, we, we were able to get a, um, a, a little bit of a season together. Uh, we went to um, Belmont, uh, was it last week, two weekends ago, um, and got another cross-country. And we have another cross-country meet scheduled because uh, a lot of the other conferences – um, left their conference championships in the spring, um, and so the, there's a lot of Division One schools that are that are competing and and, and having their actual cross country season right now. Yeah, your final cross country meet is is happening February the nineteenth in Cookville, Tennessee Tech. Will obviously be the host school. What else can you tell us about that event? Yeah, there's going to be um, some really good schools. MTSU supposed to be there. Um, some more conferences, uh, some more schools um, out of that conference, like Belmont, um, gosh, Murray State, um, uh, Western Kentucky, I believe. Um, so it's going to be a, a very competitive meet. Um, I, we don't know anything about the course. Um, we've never run up there, so that'll be new to us. But, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to uh, having a very competitive meet. It's like Mackenzie Jones on the women's side had a really strong fall for you. We've talked about her before. What is it that makes her so good? She's just really tough. She loves to get out, and um, she just hangs with the leaders. And, and uh, uh, now at Belmont, she had a little bit of a lapse. She was right there with the leaders um, at about the mile-and-a-half mark. They kind of went in the woods. They came out of the woods. And she was ninth, and I'm like, oh, no. And then they went back in the woods, um, come back out of the woods, and she's fourth, and she's gained on them to everybody. If there was another kilometer, I, I believe she may have won that race because she was coming back on everybody. Um, she's just really tough. Um, mentally, she stays um, in the race, um, gets to the front, and then just races hard. Anybody else on the women's side you'd like to highlight? Yeah, um, we had um, uh, Emma Russman, a freshman. Um, that was her first ever cross-country meet at Belmont. She didn't get to run um, during the uh, fall, um, and she did really, really well for a freshman. Um, she's a little bit intimidated with the pace, but, but she, um, gosh, she's got so much potential. Um, she did really well. And then our second girl, uh, Leslie Green, she had a really good uh, conference meet, and she's continued it. Um, Leslie in the past has a tendency to kind of run a really good meet and a bad meet. And, and she's now figuring out how to be consistent with their meets, which certainly helps our team scoring. Jonathan Boyd had a nice fall on the men's side. Tell us a little bit more about, uh, Jonathan Boyd. 
Yeah, Jonathan had a really good – he had a great summer, and, and that's really what sets your uh, cross-country um, season up. Um, and he re- really worked hard, Had uh, was able to get the most mileage um, uh, in during the uh, summer um, than just about any of the kids, and it was the most that, that he's been able to get in since he's been here. And, um, you know, it, it led to great results. Uh, Jonathan's really smart. Um, he races really smart. You'll never see him um, at the front of a race in the first mile, but you will again. He just naturally, he's got this great ability to naturally accelerate through the race. The indoor track and field season gets underway January 22nd at Samford. You took a, a young group there. We certainly did. We, we took a bunch of freshmen. We were really pleased with them. Um, we had a couple mid-distance girls, um, Ashton. Uh, hey, good is a is a walk on, and she did really well. Um, one of our other freshmen, Julia McReynolds, um, she had a really good mile as well. They won their heat and just pulled away from everybody. I wish they had um, been able to get in the fast heat, but because they're coming right out of high school, they 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 basically get seated no time. Well, now they've got a good time, so they'll be in the fast heats from now on. Um, but they probably could have went another five seconds faster. Um, Juliana. Uh, she, uh, uh, we were really looking for big things out of her. She's teammate of uh, Emma Russman, who I talked about earlier. And uh, Juliana um, had some injuries in high school, but has great potential. She's been able to stay healthy here. Now, during uh, the fall cross country, um, she got sick. And so um, basically had two we- only about two weeks of training and tried to run the conference for us. Um, um, so we're, we're expecting a lot of good things out of her as well. Tell us a little bit about Faith Brown, who had to come back from injury to be able to get back into competing. Yeah, Faith, she's just been hard luck. Um, uh, she's um, had some quad injuries, and she also had a stress fracture. Um, she seemed to be getting over things. She had a really good summer, um, was bit some injuries again during the cross-country season. Um, so we had to kind of put her on the shelf. She's been able to stay healthy since um, basically since conference um, and add more miles and more miles. And then she ran a really good 3,000. Um, I think she's going to get a lot faster, um, but it's just great seeing her um, able to put some consistent uh, high mileage training together. You guys are back at it at Samford on February the 12th. Will it be the same group of teams that you competed against? It will be. Um, there's, uh, I think Georgia Southern's going to be there. Um, you know, Furman always sends a good bunch. Uh, Sanford, the host, they've always got a really good bunch. Um, and there's uh, probably, you know, we Texas El Paso will probably be there. They they were there previously. Um, uh, you know, as as teams get closer to their indoor conference, I, I expect a few more um, uh, will be there. Um, we're sending you know, the kids that ran cross the cross country meet. They're going to be there. Uh, Mackenzie Jones is going to get to run. Emma's going to get to run. Leslie's going to run. Um, Juliana and uh, Ashton uh, will will improve in their mile. They're 800 times. Um, this is a, a really good meet for us to kind of uh, the, the final prep meet for the uh, uh, conference championship. What do you want to see from uh, from your group this time around? Well, what we'd like to do is is have them improve upon their last performance. And really, for this meet, it's about getting a good mark. 
Um, you you want to get in the fast heat. It's very, very hard to score out of a slow heat. Um, the last couple of years, um, uh, uh, actually, Emily Poole did. Um, <laughs> she could just never seem to get a, a good time, and then she would get seated in a slow heat and then have to score, which is, again, really hard to do. It's a lot easier to race fast when you're in a fast heat. So we want all our kids to, to improve on the marks and get good marks for the conference meet so that way we're put in good heats in fast heats. How different is it to prepare a group for the indoor track and field season versus a cross-country season? Oh, it's, pretty diff- it's pretty different. Um, and, and what we've done is um, now the, the, the distance girls, the girls that are going to be running the 5K and up during the track season, um, they – there's some similarity, but there's not. Um, and certainly there's no similarity between someone running a uh, eight and the mile or the 1500 and um, the 5k. So we, we, you know, the mid distance girls, um, they, they aren't going to be doing any spring cross country. They haven't done any spring cross country because they're, they're so much more focused on speed and the shorter distance. Um, whereas you can get away with some of that with the, the five and the 10 get, 10k girls there is some carryover um but when you're on the track especially i mean it's speed it's speed it's speed um there's no hills like there is on a cross-country course so you um naturally you, you you train your kids a little bit different right now everything is kind of a moving target i think in in all sports do you feel like your competitions that you have laid out right now ahead of you is this where you're going to be at least for uh, for a spring season? I, I believe it is. You know, we've uh, you know, some of the bigger meets that we traditionally uh, went to um, Auburn, um, Alabama. We're, they're basically just doing Power Five schools or in-state schools, um, so um, we're not going to be able to do those. Um, you know, the the NCAs cut down the the, the number of meets you have to do to meet your uh, uh, sponsorship requirement to four. So we'll have those. Um, our, our season this year is going to look a little bit different than it has in the past and that we'll be doing some, you know, um, D2 meets, um, some, uh, you know, Jacksonville State, which we traditionally go over there and, and do a meet. Um, but, but they're thinking about putting a meet together. Um, you know, and I, I think for a lot of schools, they're trying to figure out that, that host meets. Of course, we can't do that. We don't have our own facility. But schools, um, uh, an example, conference, um, uh, one, one of our conference schools, ETSU, just sent us a thing last week saying, hey, we've decided at the last minute to do a indoor meet. Would you be, uh, you know, interested? Well, we already had something planned. Um, so, you know, a lot of schools, they're, like you said, it's a moving target. They're trying to get things figured out. A lot of it's what the local municipalities are going to allow them and, you know, how big of a crowd can gather. Coach, I know we'll talk again um, probably within the next month or, or two months, but what are you hearing from your constituents, uh, other coaches around the country in regards to the fall? Um, it looks like fall is going to be a full go. There are – um, a lot of schools that did not plan meets or canceled meets um, in the fall um, have already posted those meets um, uh, for the fall. So it looks like fall this uh, upcoming year is going to be, I won't say it'll be normal uh, as we've had in the past, 
but maybe it's 80 to 85%, you know, just enough to give the kids some consistency through the season where we can run five. Um, I mean, traditionally we've run six or seven meets, you know, if we can get five to uh, six, that would be a great, great fall for us. And it looks like that's going to be able to happen. Coach, appreciate the time. Good to catch up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this quartet of mocks. Thanks for joining us on Mocks on the Mic, presented as always by SmartBank. For our producer, Tate Johnson, I'm Chris Goforth. So long, everybody, and go mocks. Thanks for listening to Mocks on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.